0: Well, good morning and welcome good morning and the lord be with you and also be with you and grace and peace to us all in the name of christ our lord thank you for sharing and worship at first church this morning we're blessed by the presence of all especially blessed by the presence of those guests or visitors who may be with us we thank you for blessing us with your presence at first church as we worship this morning as we pray we all know god's blessing as we gather together and just a reminder of the registration pads you may find on your right or left. It just helps us to know if you are sharing and worship at First Church this morning. It helps uh, for us to know that you are attentive to the opportunities as they are before us. Reminder of the parents' Sunday school class as it is before us, the confirmation class, which began this morning as well. Uh, also, the lunch bunch ministry, and we share in communion this coming Thursday before Lunch Munch meal is reserved. And again, anyone is welcome to be a part of that time of worship and gathering at the Lord's table this coming Thursday. Reminder of church council meeting at 6 o'clock on Thursday as well. And despite tomorrow being a holiday, our children's choirs will practice. according to <laughs> yes, okay. yes, yes. With a very enthusiastic and passionate director. Makes me want to be a part of the children's choir. All right, I'll be there, I'll be there but we are grateful for our children's ministries and look forward to uh, our children having leadership as we worship on Transfiguration Sunday next Sunday. Uh, The image before us on our bulletin cover speaks of reconciliation, a a lovely work of art that I was happy to, to choose for our bulletin cover. We share again from the Sermon on the Mount as found in Matthew 5, and Jesus speaks words of reconciliation and many other words as well, but I love that image before us speaking of how God seeks to reconcile us to himself in the life of Christ our Savior. And again, grateful for the ministry of the food bank and clothes closet in which we shared yesterday. Thankful to Jim Roberts for the report of serving 119 families by way of the food bank, packing 171 boxes and serving 379 people by way of the food bank, 95 households served by the clothes closet, 231 people served by way of the clothes closet as well. Many friends of the food bank serving today, along with several church members. Magna Vista provided 13 volunteers. Food box was excellent, providing fresh eggs, apples, oranges, as well as many frozen meat items. And again, this ministry does not happen without your gifts, without your support, efforts, and prayers. Thank you. I invite us now to prepare to worship God together.
1: Please join me in our call to worship. Happy are those who are without blame. Bless Blessed are those who walk in God's way. Happy are those who are faithful. Blessed are those who seek God. We will obey your word, O God. We will you, first. God, send your spirit upon us and light our path that we may travel the road you have prepared for us. As we hear your scriptures proclaimed and your word revealed, enable our hearts and minds more fully to understand your goodness and your grace. Help us break free from ideas that no longer bring life that we may embrace the life-giving work of your Spirit. Challenge us to forsake paths that ask little of us, and help us resist the evils and temptations of this world, that we may truly follow the way of kingdom living. Amen.
0: something of a field trip this morning. Okay, stay here with me. Don't sit down yet, please. Anyone else? Ready for a field trip? All right, let's go. Follow me. And we'll stop right here. And we may want to stand up on this stoop so we can see the window better. I mean, I I hope we all appreciate the, not just the beauty of these windows, but the, the witness that these windows offer, the stories they tell, born of our faith, if you just follow the windows all the way around. And I like this window, especially this morning, because we're going to look at the big image there in the middle, and we see who that is in the red robe, right? And who is that? That's Jesus. And who's surrounding Jesus? There's some people, especially some young children. We You see, can see that little boy to the left playing with a butterfly. I love that. And then we have someone offering Jesus some fruit and... And Jesus is just gathering the children with him, because there was this time in this Bible when when Jesus was welcoming the children, and some of his disciples were just being a little unfriendly about it, and they were trying to get rid of the children, saying they're just going to bother us and keep us from doing our work. And Jesus said, no, the children are a part of my work. They're a part of the kingdom. So don't keep them away. Let the children come to me. These, These children know more about the kingdom of God than you adults do. And this story tells us how much the children are important to Jesus and how much you are important to us here at the church. I mean, you share in the children's ministries, in the choirs, it's going to be a big part of, of worship next Sunday as we share in the, having the children's choirs be a part of that worship. So we, we matter as much as anyone. And I'm, I'm grateful that Jesus says that the children mean as much to him as anyone and for such belongs the kingdom of God. And I'm grateful for that, being a part of this witness and the story that surrounds us every time we gather to worship God, we are reminded that God's love is for everyone of any age, of any type, that God welcomes us, Jesus welcomes us For to all belong God's kingdom. Isn't that great news? Thank you for being a part of this worship, thank you for, for sharing in this story, and thank you for all you offer to the church, and I'm going to ask that we pray, okay? And if you'll just repeat after me, Lord, we thank you that you welcome us all, that we are a part of your church, and that you love us all. Help us, Lord, to know you're with us now and always. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, As Gavin. Stella? Carolyn Philpott will read our scripture. First, I will offer this prayer for illumination. Lord, every word you speak is spoken of your love for us, your desire to heal us and save us, and to draw us to yourself. We thank you for the word given this morning. Remove all that would keep us from hearing your voice above all others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Our gospel lesson today is Matthew five twenty one through 37. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond that, this comes from the evil one. The Word of God for the people of God. God.
0: And thank you, Carolyn, for reading that scripture. It's quite a challenge, wasn't it, Carolyn? You can see why I wanted someone else to read that scripture this morning. (laughs) I mean, we were getting along pretty well in the Gospel of Matthew until this morning, weren't we? You know what I mean? I mean, it was two Sundays ago. We welcomed the Beatitudes of Jesus as found in the fifth chapter of Matthew. Blessed are you, Jesus tells us. Blessed are you. And last Sunday, having heard these words of blessing, we heard words of praise and affirmation from Jesus. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus tells us. You are the light of the world. Therefore, let your light shine so that all may see your light and give glory to your Father in heaven. So far, so good, right? All is rolling along nicely in this gospel. Jesus tells us we are blessed, tells us we are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world, smooth sailing for us. So perhaps we should have stopped while we were ahead. Because it appears this smooth sailing lands us upon some rocky shoreline this morning. Jesus' words of blessing, his words of praise and affirmation suddenly, sharply give way to direct words of what he expects of us, of how we are to live as his disciples. You have heard that it was said you shall not kill. But I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother shall be liable to the court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be liable to the hell of fire. And I'm just wondering if our elected leaders, candidates, are listening to these words. Jesus continues, you have heard that it was said, sh- you-, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery in his heart. If your right eye causes it to sin, pluck it out, throw it away. Better you lose one of your eyes than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand... Causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. Better you lose one of your members than your whole body going to hell. He's just gotten started. Jesus goes on to speak directly about divorce, about adultery, about swearing falsely. Reminding me of the lady who once said, clearly the Bible was not meant to be read in mixed company. It's a wonder any of us is here this morning. And I hear these words of Jesus and at the same time I know of how we so often express concern about the state of the Christian church. We know well concerns about aging congregations, declining membership, the weakening influence of the church, and in these anxious conversations I find there is no shortage of finger pointing as to why this is so. We hear voices say the church is in decline because we aren't doing the right things to attract young people. We don't have enough fun activities, it is said. We don't have game nights or movie nights. and We don't have guitars and drums and praise choruses. That's why we're not attracting younger persons, we say. And other voices tell us we're not attracting folks because we need to be less churchy, more practical. We need to offer classes or services of worship on how to raise our children or on how to manage our finances or how to maintain a healthy marriage. And still others will say we're losing younger generations because we don't have a a coffee bar or because we're not casual enough or because we're too formal in worship. Now, I am not here to say there is no validity, These ways in which we consider how we may welcome persons to the body of Christ. I'm not suggesting the thought of offering coffee or percussion or different approaches to worship is offered with anything less than the best of motivation. It's just I hear these words of Jesus and I can't help but think there are other reasons persons may be saying thanks but no thanks to the church. It's not lack of coffee, or style of worship, or absence of fun activities, or practical advice keeping people away. It may be a Lord who speaks to us like this, a Lord who wants to be the Lord of every area of our lives. As someone who runs occasionally, not enough, but occasionally, and as someone who ran track and across country in high school, I recall the story of an accomplished high school track coach and his exceptionally gifted young runner. For there was the time when this (coughs) runner was going through a practice session one day under the watchful eye of her coach. The practice went well, nothing really noteworthy, but still, through every practice session with this runner, the coach knew he had in his care a runner the likes of which he may never see again. As the session neared its conclusion, the coach called the runner to him so he could give her her final instructions. Here's your final workout, he said. I want you to run four good laps around the track, each lap faster than the one before, and then give it all you got on your final lap. She took off as graceful and as, Effortless as ever. First lap done, she picks up the pace on the second, then the third. Then thoroughbred that she is, she motors through the final lap, all out down the final stretch until she crosses the finish line. But as she starts to slow down, her coach runs to her and shouts to her, what are you doing? You've got one more lap to run. Don't stop. Give me one more. Well, to me, That's what it feels like Jesus is doing with his words this morning. Because here we are feeling all smug and self-satisfied because flawed though we may be, at least we've not committed homicide. That says something good about us, doesn't it? But just as we are getting comfortable in our faith, Jesus runs up to us and says, I say to you, Everyone who is angry with his brother or sister shall be liable to judgment. And this, whoever insults his brother or sister shall be liable to the court, and whoever says, you fool, shall be liable to the hell of fire. But wait, there's more. So you're feeling pretty good about yourselves because you've been faithful to your marriage vows, because you haven't broken the commandments by committing adultery. Jesus, it appears, unimpressed look even if you look at a woman or man lustfully you have already committed adultery in your heart and he's just getting started if your right eye is the cause of sin pluck it out throw it away better for you to lose an eye than to lose your entire body in hell if your right hand is the cause of sin cut it off throw it away better to lose a hand than the rest of you go to hell and while we're making our way through the Tall weeds, brothers and sisters, why not talk about divorce? Yes, says Jesus, it was once acceptable that whoever divorces his wife give her a certificate of divorce. However, it's no longer acceptable. I say whoever divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, makes his wife an adulteress. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. In other words, you may think you've done all you need to do, but I'm telling you, run one more lap. Yet you and I say people aren't coming to church because there's no espresso machine, no yoga class, a lack of percussion. We have any percussion back here. Can you improvise? Hold on. Okay. All right, we've got percussion. Are you happy? Okay. We say there's no financial advice, no tips for successful parenting. Really? Might it be we have people saying they wish not to be involved with church because they don't want to have anything to do with the Lord who says things like this. The Jesus who blessed us weeks ago, praised us last week, We're more than happy to hang out with him, the Jesus who dares involve himself with our most personal affairs, offering commentary on the most intimate relationships and details of our lives. Who wants to hang out with and worship a man like this? While we consider our answers, Let me ask you this, is anyone here interested in following someone who is not going to impact your life at all? Is anyone here attracted to someone who will not impact our lives in any way whatsoever? And if you and I welcome someone who is going to bless us and affirm us, are we not to welcome this same person to tell the truth? about those areas in our lives where we need to improve? Really, is it acceptable to welcome Jesus and to say to Jesus, okay, Jesus, just don't interfere too much. Don't expect any real change in our lives. Can we just call you Lord, Lord, and leave it at that? That's not what we want from a relationship with Jesus, to be unchanged. If it is, it says little for us, because complacency, comfort, stagnation within our faith is something Jesus will never bless. And Back to my running days in high school, I remember being excited as I approached the spring of my sophomore year. The reason for my excitement was because I knew we would be getting a new track coach. The new coach was known to be more demanding, tougher, more disciplined than the previous coach, who was pretty much, would let us runners do whatever we wanted to do. And under this new coach, who praised and affirmed, but also told us the truth directly, and sometimes painfully, the Harrisonburg Blue Streak track team, did much better that year than in previous years. And with similar sentiments, I remember the government teacher from my junior year, Mr. Henry Buell. Mr. Buell was proudly from the town of Newmarket, where he worked his farm. Always wore a tie to class, dressed sharply, and was quick to let anyone know he was also a United Methodist. Mr. Buell was also one of the best and most demanding of any teacher I had at any level of education. He would not accept anything less than the best efforts of his students. And he would let his students know of his frustration with poor efforts, even if it meant breaking a wooden pointer to do so. I think he went through a box or two of pointers during my junior year. Because of Mr. Buell, for better or worse, I know how the U.S. government works. And I know the content of our Constitution, the function of the Electoral College. So if I'm going to appreciate a high school track coach who makes me a better runner because of his demands, or a high school teacher who makes me a better student and citizen because of his refusal to accept anything less than my best efforts, why would I not be grateful for a Savior who refuses to accept anything less than the best I can offer him? This is a Savior unwilling to accept cosmetic Christianity. This is not a Savior listening to empty prayers, pious platitudes, any desire on our part to say, Lord, Lord, while we spout insults and break commandments. Instead, we have a Lord who loves us enough to want to bless and renew every area of our lives, not just some. He wishes not to leave any area of our lives corrupt, Instead, he wishes to give his healing and cleansing to all, making all things new, even if it means we have to run one more lap. I invite us to stand as we respond by affirming our faith with words of scripture from 1 Timothy, number 889. There is one God and there is one mediator, Christ Jesus, who came as a ransom for all to whom we testify. This saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners,
2: and was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the Spirit,
0: seen by angels, proclaimed
2: among the nations,
0: believed in throughout the world, taken up in glory, great indeed is the mystery of the gospel. And as we stand, we welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ. we prepare to receive the morning offering as we accept God's tithes and offerings as our ushers will come forward. pray. Lord, we thank you for the ways you reach out to save us, to heal us, to bless us, for the many gifts you entrust to our care. We pray these gifts will be used to your glory as a reminder of the one who is the giver of life and is the one to whom we return these gifts at this time. May you be glorified. May your people be blessed. Amen. We go to God at this time as we worship God in prayer, a responsive time of prayer known as the prayers of the people. It is a time of prayer in which I will offer a series of petitions and conclude each with the words, Lord, in your mercy, I invite for me the response to hear our prayer, I invite for you to, to speak those concerns upon your heart as well, and then we pray as Christ has taught us. We go to God as we pray. Lord, you bless us, you affirm us, for this we give thanks. You also speak difficult truths to us. Help us to know that you do so out of your love for us, out of your desire to make us more like you, and to draw us closer to you that we may be faithful witnesses. You do so that, so that our light may shine all the more Bring glory to our Father who is in heaven. So Lord, we pray that we would be those having ears who would hear, that having heard, we would make room for your word in our hearts, and that your word would grow and bear fruit to your glory and to the blessing of all we meet. Speak to us, Lord, your saving words. Open our ears that we may hear lord in your mercy hear our and hear us lord as we pray for the people of this congregation lord in your mercy hear Bird. Lord, in your mercy, hear, our hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Lord, in your mercy, hear, our hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, hear us as we pray for the world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. in your
2: mercy.
0: Hear Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Bishop Lewis, Denise Bates, the Ministries of First Church, the United Methodist Church. Lord, in your mercy.
2: Hear our prayers.
0: Lord, hear our prayer offered in the communion of your saints, those who surround us now, and those who pray with us as Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. stand. blessed, affirmed, and challenged out of God's unending love for each of us. Go now in peace into the embrace of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sorry.